great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. Forget about the crowd. It's the size of the school. Their fancy uniforms. And remember what got you here. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential, to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch because we know when we add up all those inches, that, that, that's going to make the f***ing difference between winning and losing. It's down to the wire with, with, with Errol Marks and Speedy Petey. Oh, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Down to the Wire. As you know, we are live Monday through Tuesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at night. As you know, I'm your host, Errol Mark. Speedy PD is running the production end. We have Mikey C. in the studio and Mark Salino, the CEO of Statement Games. Remember, you can call us at 631-676-2968. And you can follow us by going to our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Again, it's WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And you can follow us on all our social medias from Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Uh, it used to be sports on the go on. Now it's World. <laughs> Wide Sports Radio, so you could definitely check us out all over our social medias. As you know, the Machado story came out and it hit, and all the shows were talking about it. If it wasn't our shows, it was all the shows around the country. We will get into that first, but first things first, Mikey C is back in the studio. What's going on, my friends? Uh, not bad. Can't complain. Had a nice, long, exaggerating weekend of entertainment with my little guy, and other than that, it's back to the usual Monday, Tuesday, workday week. And how about you, Mark? I mean, Mark has been here all day. He's been uh, working on some stuff with Statement Games and some of our network shows. So how are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Speedy, you got to get his mic up a little bit because he's a little well, bit low there. not talking close enough to the mic. Oh, that's fine. Is this better? That's fine. That's perfect over there. And Speedy Petey, what did you do last night? Did you work on some of the stuff in our studio? or what did, Yes, what did you do? I was editing a lot of stuff, yes. Oh, that's a good thing. You, you do put a lot of time into our studio, so I would like to thank you for all the work that you put in to our show. So anyways... uh. First things first, I think the story is Manny Machado signs the 10-year, $300 million contract. And yesterday I was talking about Bryce Harper being the first person to possibly be off the board. And it wasn't. It wasn't so. It, it, it's, it, it's a good question because when you look at Bryce Harper and you look at the talents, he's a power left-handed hitter. He's 26 years old. Some people think that Bryce Harper is a better player than Manny Machado. Others think not. I, I do believe that. In my eyes, Manny Machado is a better all-around player, but Bryce Harper is the guy that's going to put fannies in the seats. He's the bigger superstar, and he's the guy that everybody wants to go and watch in the ballpark, just like Mike Trout and Aaron Judge. Looking at this deal, and I know a lot of people are looking at this deal and they're saying, wow, owners are starting to break in again, and nobody would have, uh, nobody would have ever thought that... Manny Machado or Bryce Harper was going to get a $300 million contract. I was one of them. I thought he was going to... I was one of them that said... Well, you were... Okay, I'll give you credit on that. You did say that. But there are a lot of things that you said that were completely wrong, too. But Manny Machado is, is a guy that is absolutely a talented player. Everybody knows the power that he brings to a ballpark. Everybody knows that he can hit by average. And we also know that he can hit. He, he can get a lot of RBIs. We, and he's a great defensive player. He's mm-hmm. going to be a shortstop in, in, for the Padres organization. No, third base. Is it really? Because I heard he's, he's going to play shortstop. It's third base. 
when you look at some of these guys that were available this offseason, everybody was talking about uh, 2019 free agent class, and you still look at Kimbrell being available. You still look at all the guys that are available, the Keikels of the world. Uh, Moustakis just got a $10 million contract, and I'm sorry to Mike Moustakis. He got robbed. This is a guy that hit 27 home runs last year, and he had, what did he have, 80 RBIs or 90 RBIs? I think it was 82. He, His he, numbers dropped last year from the year before. Of course. I mean, he's still a good ball player, but... He's a great defensive player, too. Almost in mm-hmm. retrospective of what's going on, he almost did it to himself. He bet it on himself, and the way the market is, and the way he obviously, his numbers dropped, and Milwaukee's a hitting park. 95 RBIs. Last 95 time. RBIs. So that's a pretty good season. 27 yeah, home runs, 90, 95 No, we RBIs. had a phenomenal year. It, it's a great year, and he got $10 million from the Brewers. He went back to the Brewers, which it only helps the Brewers this year, mm-hmm. especially putting him into that lineup with Yelich and, and the players that they have right now with that team. And they didn't really add to their pitching staff, which is going to hurt the Brewers. But getting back into Manny Machado, I look at Manny Machado as uh, the bigger picture. San Diego needed a superstar. They haven't had a superstar since the, the 98, 99, 2000 season. We, when we talk about Tony Gwynn, Caminiti, when, when those guys were on the team and where they had a chance to win a World Series. Mm. When you look at Manny Machado as the, in a big picture, is that the guy you're going to bet on? Is that the guy you're going to put and, and put for your team, be the leader of your team, and, and look all your young players to look up to your your superstar player. Is that the guy you want on your team? I would have rather Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper is not the nicest guy either. No. But I would have rather Bryce Harper more than Manny Machado as far as a leader is concerned. Because I think Bryce Harper understands what it is to be a leader, understands what it is to be the player for that organization. I don't know if Manny Machado understands that yet. Manny Machado still played with a bunch of good players when he played with the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. And he also played, and, and I understand you're going to say Bryce Harper, you also played for a good team and a lot of good players. Went healthy. Went healthy. But I think he's more of a leader than Manny Machado. And you put him on the Padres, and yes, they have Hosmer there. He's a good player. Not a great player. He's a good player. And you have a bunch of young players coming up. The best farm system in baseball right now. You have a talented catcher that you made a move for in the offseason uh, during the season last year you traded Brad Hand we were talking about it yesterday steal and and you you talk about the the players that they have coming up coming up they have pitchers coming up they have outfielders coming up they have infielders coming up and now you have Manny Machado Hosmer Will Myers and no, all I, the... I think Will Myers got traded no, no Will Myers still is still there. on the team he's still, still on the team, he's still on the team yes you you have you have a bunch of players and good players, but is this the guy? And right now their payroll, if they get, knowing that you're giving three hundred million dollars to Manny Machado, their payroll is one hundred and ten million dollars with Manny Machado's contract, which is unbelievable. And now the oh, story is really the only guy, the other guy they're paying. <laughs> and the stories are coming out right now is that they might even be interested in Bryce Harper too. Now, could you imagine Bryce Harper? Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer in the middle of that lineup. Hosmer hits for average. Machado hits for power. Bryce Harper hits for power. If they can add a Bryce Harper, and it, there's, a, there's a possibility. Heyman came out and said today there's, a, there's a, a huge possibility that Bryce Harper could go to the Padres too. 
Now, the question is, are they going to pay another player a $300 million contract? Now, I'm looking at the contract right now. It's saying 10 years, $300 million, which $50 million in incentives. So by the end of the 10-year career that he has with the Padres, which he'd still be, I think he'll be 34, 35 when he's done, and he still quite possibly can get another big contract. Yeah, he's 30 at the opt-out, and then he's 35 at the end of the contract. And I don't think he's opting out of this contract. Why would he opt out of this contract? He's making, with the incentives, he could make up to $35 million a year. Why would he opt out of this contract? This is guaranteed. So I, I believe he will stay with the Padres for the next 10 years, as you saw with David Price. As you get older, your body starts to wear and tear. And remember, Manny Machado started his career at 19 years old in the major leagues. So the incentives is what I think is going to keep Manny Machado with the Padres for 10 years. Now, I want to know your opinion, Mike, because you did say that Manny Machado and and Bryce Harper will get a $300 million contract, but you also said a couple of years ago that Bryce Harper will be the first $400 million player. What do you think about this? If he would have had an MVP season, he would have been a $400 million player. I do not believe he'll be a $400 million player. No, if he would have had that MVP season this year, he would have been a $400 million player. I don't believe that. Especially when you look at his average average career, when at home runs, he's inconsistent. The guy is one of the most inconsistent Mm -hmm. players, superstar players in the league. Is he a top 10 player in the league? Yeah, he's 26 years old. He's been in the league for six years. That's why he would have have had his MVP season in his walk year. He would have because he's 26 years old. So... So GMs and his agent will project that, you know what, this is just the beginning of him being a 26 years old. But because he had a bad average year, and actually an overall not so great year, but a good enough year, that's what hurt him he on his He had a good second year. half to save himself, kind but of. It, but it, No, it hurt him because in his MEP season, he batted 300, he had 40 home runs, he batted two what, 226? It, that's what hurt 240 him. 240-something. Whatever it, it is, year, that's yeah. what hurt him. That's the only reason. But He's a career 277 hitter. No, I know that. But I'm saying if he would have had that MVP season on his walk year, he would have been the first $400 million player. I, I beg to differ. I, I think scratching and kicking right now, Bryce Harper is going to put fannies in the seats. I've been arguing about this for the last couple of weeks on all the shows. I, I listened to Moffitt. I called Moffitt's show, and I said – Bryce Harper is the guy. If you're gonna, if you want to bring fans to the seats, you want to, you want to start selling out games. You bring Bryce Harper, not Manny Machado. Manny Machado is the better all-around player. Bryce Harper is the guy that's going to draw more people to come and watch him play. I, I again, I think this is a crazy deal because even though I like Manny Machado and I like the talent that he is as a player, I don't know if he's going to be consistent enough on a team like this with the young players that he has there. If Bryce, if Bryce Harper was there. Bryce Harper is the guy. Manny Machado still has guys over there and young players with these young, talented players that everybody keeps talking about that are going to be called up in the next one, next two years, possibly this year, that A we're going to see in spring year, training. Yeah. Are you going to let your young players follow this guy? Are you going you gonna to want your young players to listen to this guy when he, he's already come out and says he doesn't hustle? He doesn't want to hustle. Or he doesn't plan to hustle. He's a superstar player. And now he's just got possibly close to $35 million a year. I don't know if this was a good move for the Padres. I understand what they're trying to do. The owner's a very rich owner. He wants to bring in more fans. He wants to draw more fans. He's got a bunch of young players coming up. He wants to be relevant now. They've been irrelevant for the last 20 years. So he wants to be relevant now. I understand what he's trying to do. And to get a superstar player at 26 years old in the prime of his career, yes, I understand why he did it. 
But the fact is, if you're going to make a move and you're going to pay a player, I would have paid Bryce Harper over Manny Machado. If if you're going to bring him to a young team and expect that young that player to be the guy, the definition of your your organization, where you're going to be looking up to that guy for the next ten years. What do you think, Mark? I actually think it's a it's a good story from a different perspective. Um, I definitely don't think that they're going to be done. Um, I think this is real good, realistic opportunity to go after Harper as well. And after the city just basically got hosed with, uh, I guess, the Chargers moving up to L.A., I think it's a smart <laughs> political move by the owner to go out and get some of these guys to make the baseball team relevant. It's good for uh, baseball. It's good for the team. And, and even more importantly, it's good for the city. And as far as the Yankees are concerned, I know all the Yankee fans out there have been complaining and arguing. Well, there are some Yankee fans that love the move, that they got him out of the American League. They don't, they'll probably not see him all season. I don't know if they play the Padres this year, and if they do, they're only going to see the Padres twice this year. The Yankee fans should love this instead of being so sour about this that the Yankees didn't open up their pockets. Here's the problem why Yankee fans don't understand what Brian Cashman did and what Brian Cashman is trying to do right now. Brian Cashman spent $150 million in the offseason. $150. That's a lot of money. That's not chump change. That's $150 million. You signed and you brought in five players for one. You're paying Manny Machado $300 million, and you brought in five players that will solidify your bullpen, your starting rotation. And the problem with the Yankees wasn't offense. Nobody ever thought... The problem with the Yankees was offensive power. The Yankees hit the most home runs in Major League history last year. The Yankees were in the top, uh, not an average, but tops run scored in in the league in the top five. OBS, they they were in the top five on base percentage. I mean, the only thing that the Yankees did not do is hit for average. They were one of the worst in the American League for hitting for average because they're a power-hitting team. And they struck out. Uh, they were one of the top teams in the league that strikes out the most, which Brian Cashman already came out and said he doesn't give a crap about striking out. How many home runs? Who cares? I mean, you know, well, it's, it's, it's also analytics not really caring how you get out. And John Carlos Stanton, all you Yankee fans that have taken shots at John Carlos Stanton, and I've said this over and over again, John Carlos Stanton in home runs in the league was seventh in the league in home runs last year. Not too shabby. You didn't sc- hear anything about it either. Run scored. Mm-hmm. He was in a top. On an alleged down year, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Run scored. That was, that's the down year. RBIs, he was in a top 10. Run scored, he was in a top 15. And all the Yankee fans were saying, well, it was a down year. We need to get rid of him. We should have gotten Bryce Harper. We should have gotten Manny Machado. Are, are you guys crazy? If you look at the all-around talent of all three players, power, on-base percentage, all the important things, the OPS that everybody keeps talking about, John Carlos Stan is a much better player than Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. He is. So the move that the Yankees made, they didn't give up nothing last year to get John Carlos Stan, who, by the way, was the MVP of the league last year, the, uh, the year before. He had 59 home runs and 132 RBIs. We haven't seen a player do that in a season since I, I don't even remember the last guy to do that. 59 home runs in a, over 130 Probably in the steroid era. <laughs> the Yankees got arguably a top 10 player for nothing. All they had to do was pay him. Oh, by the way, Derek Jeter still threw money into the pot to lower what the Yankees were going to pay John Carlos Stanton in the next 10 to 11 years. All they gave away is Sterling Cashel, who will probably be gone this year. 
Guzman, who who was a top ten um, prospect for the Yankees that might never even see the day in the in, in the in the major leagues, and the other prospect that they sent Caleb over there. Smith, yes, the Yankees got arguably a top five, top ten player in the league for nothing, and Yankee fans are arguing. Well, if John Carlos Stanton has another bad year like last year. We need to get rid of him. That was we, we, we wrongly paid the wrong guy. How did you wrongly pay the wrong guy? Look at what you look at what Bryce Harper did in the last three years. Look at his numbers. Strictly look at his numbers and compare them to John Carlos Stans. They're not even comparable. They're not even comparable. On base percentage, the only thing that's comparable to that is batting average. Which we all know, John Carlos Stanton is a career 268, 267 hitter. For a power hitter, that's great. Am I right or wrong, Mike? It's pretty good. For a power hitter. It's not great, it's good. A 260 hitter. It's not great, it's good. Mark Teixeira was a power hitter. What did he bat in his career? Probably 250, 260. 247. That's good. Well, I didn't realize that. It's not that bad. I mean, bad is is, uh, the guy... That Milwaukee guy, that uh, no, the Houston guy that came over and the Yankees brought him over. He was just Chris Carter. That's it. I couldn't think of his name. Thank you. <laughs> it was one ninety, you know, count. with forty home runs. Yeah, that's bad. But and, and also Sanchez. So, right. Sanchez last year, one eighty six. That's different. Great. Sanchez, Sanchez gets a pass because of the injuries and stuff like that. But if he duplicates what he did last year, I don't believe. Then he will. I'm not saying whether he does or he doesn't. I'm just saying if he duplicates, then the kids regressing and they got to get rid of him. Because you can't have that liability behind the I think it's impossible for him to have a... No, I don't think... Nah. I, I, I can't... Anything's possible. Yeah. He I, seems I, more I, like a mental ca- candidate than anything. And we'll get into the Yankees later in the year because uh, obviously spring training starts this weekend for the Yankees. They play the Red Sox and the Rays. So we will talk about the Yankees and what we like about the Yankees and the weaknesses of the Yankees this year, which they don't have many of them, but they do have weaknesses. Every team has a weakness. But I'll tell you this right now. John Carlos Stanton had a fabulous year. It wasn't one of the a superstar year where he's an MVP candidate. But numbers show you that he was a top player in the league. Yankee fans were just complaining because the one time he was in the playoffs, the one time he went to the playoffs with the Yankees, he hit one home run, and that's all he did throughout the playoffs, especially against the Red Sox, which the Yankees expect him. Look at what A-Rod did in 2001 when he came to the Yankees, all the way till 2009. He was he the did, most hated man. He did nothing besides win two MVPs with the Yankees. He did nothing in the playoffs until 2009. And he was the reason why the Yankees won the World Series in 2009, except uh, Adeki Matsui and what he did in the, in, in the World Series. But before but, that, he was the most hated man for what he was doing in the playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> John Carlos Stanton's never been in the playoffs before in his career. The first time in his career last year, and Yankee fans, oh, he sucks. Get rid of him. He's terrible. Would you rather have a, Hit a home run complete in the game yes. at the end of the athletics game when they're already up like eight to three? But yeah, regardless, would you rather have neg? Uh, I've always said you rather have no experience than negative experience. Bryce Harper has a lot of negative experience. <laughs> and Manny Machado, I'm sorry. What did he do in the playoffs last year? What did he bat in the playoffs last year? Everybody talks about how great of a playoff hitter he is. Yeah, with the Baltimore, he was okay. It wasn't, he, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. He was he was yeah. batting under 300 in the playoffs. How many home runs did he end the playoffs? One? Two? I think he hit two with the Orioles, and I think he hit one with the Dodgers. He hit one or two home runs last year in the playoffs. And everybody talks about Bryce Harper just got three. I mean, uh, Manny Machado just got a $300 million contract, and he did nothing in the playoffs for the Dodgers. Nothing. 
Nothing. But the Yankee fans, oh my God, he sucks. He sucks because he did nothing. You he cannot- had one for the Orioles and three for the Dodgers. Okay, so he had three home runs in, in three series. In two different series. He didn't have any in the World Series. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He right. was in three series. Mm-hmm. Right. And he only had three home runs. Mm-hmm. We're not Yankee fans gotta stop comparing Giancarlo Stanton to Aaron Judge. There is no comparison to these guys. Aaron Judge is going to be the face of the New York Yankees organization for the next ten years. He is the best player on the Yankees. I think every single body, every single player on the Yankee team knows that he's the best player on the Yankees. And he's the leader of the team. He's the leader of the clubhouse now. So I don't know why Yankee fans have this problem of comparing John Carlos Stanton to Aaron Judge. If you ask me who's the better power hitter. Because they're dumb Yankee fans. Yeah, who's the better power hitter? It's, it's John Carlos. John Carlos Stanton is the better power hitter than Aaron Judge. He's the better all-around power hitter. But everything else, Aaron Judge is better than John Carlos Stanton. In the outfield, he's better. On base percentage, he's better. Mm. Average, he's better. Opposite field hitting, he's better. Opposite hit field hitting, he's better. He can actually bunt the ball. John Carlo can't. I mean, he could do everything better besides except power. And, and he's a power hitter. But he's... I just don't think he's as good a power hitter as John Carlos Stanton. We can see John Carlos Stanton hit 10 home runs in, in a week. I don't think we've seen that with Aaron Judge yet. That's the only thing. And John Carlos Stanton's been in a league. He's been dominant in the league for seven years, eight years or something around. I'm sorry, nine years. He's been in the league for nine years. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge has only been in the league for three. So Aaron Judge has got to do it consistently like John Carlos Stanton has done. John Carlos Stanton is one of the youngest players to hit over 300 home runs. He's probably going to hit 600 by the time his career is over. He is a Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer if he can stay healthy. If he stays healthy, yeah. He will be a Hall of Famer. And the best time of his career will be with the Yankees because he's in the prime of his career right now. But I I understand why everybody keeps talking about the DeGrom move and why the Mets aren't paying DeGrom. The Mets aren't paying DeGrom because they don't have to pay DeGrom right now. They don't. They don't. Manny Machado was going to do anything in his power with his agent to get the $300 million. He even went He went from wanting to go back to the East Coast where his family lives because his family lives in Miami and he wanted to be a Yankee all the way out west to San Diego where he didn't want to be. He has complained about being out there in L.A. when he was out there in L.A. His family, it's three hours apart from his family and reaching out to his family after the games and talking to his mother and his sisters. I, I look at this move, it was all about money. And like, I'll give you credit, Mike, it's all about money with these athletes now. It's not about where they want to go and where they want to play for and where they want to make their legacy. It's all about who's going to pay me the most money. It doesn't matter where it is. I'll go and play in Tobago if you're going to pay me $350 million. Assuming they have that there. (laughs) That's what it is. It's not about, well, I want to win championships. We all see what Golden State did. Basketball is completely different from baseball. It's completely different. Yeah, much more roster construction and strategy with baseball. And the, the Padres, what they're doing, I think is smart. And what Machado did, obviously he took the money, no doubt about that. But what the Padres did was smart, though, because they're not paying anybody, and they could still even get even more because of all the prospects coming up. Now, if the prospects don't pan out, 
then probably they'll let him go. But if they do, that's it. It'll end up working. It's kind of disgusting the way sports is starting to become, and it, it's not no more for the fans and. And for and, and the players don't give a crap about the fans. Let's be honest. They don't give a crap about the fans. Look, I mean, Mark, you run statement games. You're the CEO of statement games. You're, you're, you play all these games, and, and it's all about the fans. You have to bring people in to play your games for, for them to win prizes, and, 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 and they watch their sports. They watch their games. You have a particular game that you want them to play for where they can win prizes and win money and giveaways and gifts. They don't the fans love the players. The Nationals love Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper don't love the fans. If Bryce Harper, Harper loved the fans, he would have taken the 10-year, 300 million dollar contract that the Nationals gave him. Mm-hmm. He didn't take it. You know why? Because it's not about the fans. It's about his 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 um personality, his greed. His <laughs> greed to the league. And what he wants, and what Scott Boris wants. <laughs> That's what it is. That's all it is. When we come back, I want to get into this Antonio Brown situation. And Antonio Brown sat down with the Pittsburgh Steelers today and had a conversation with uh, the Roonies and uh, reached out to the Roonies and practically told him, I want out. And he wants to restructure his contract now. He wants more money, more guaranteed money. This guy's 31 years old. And why, as a Jet fan, I want to stay far, far away from Antonio Brown. When we come back, we'll get into some football talk, some Kyler Murray situation, because Kyler Murray is going to be playing, he is going to be throwing at the combine, but there are some, there are some. He's cl- not throwing at the combine. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, not yeah, Kyler he's Murray. he's not sure if he wants to do quarterback drills at all. Not Kyler Murray. Um, Kyler Murray is not going not to be, be good in the NFL. He, he's not going to throw at the combine. But here's the thing. Sam Darnold didn't throw at the combine. Andrew Luck didn't throw at the Combine. Matthew Stafford didn't throw at the Combine. And look what those quarterbacks are doing right now in the league. So Those are more sure things, though. Well, hold on and they're all over six feet. Well, <laughs> That's well, Ky- Kyler Murray says he's 5'10". He no, he's 5'8". He, well, he says he's 5'10". He's lying. And he's going to prove it at the Combine. <laughs> Anyways, when we come back, we'll get into some football talk, and we'll get into basketball talk. Where is Kevin Durant going? Golden State doesn't know. When we come back, we'll talk about that. 631-676-2968. This is Down to the Wire, and we'll be back after this. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're you're, you're You're listening listening to to Down down to to the the wire. Wire. On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. 631-676-2968. This is Down to the Wire. As you know, this is the last show of the week. You know that this show is now Monday through Tuesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at night. My ho- my co-host, Mikey C., Mr. Speedy Petey, and Mark Salino, the, the CEO, a partner in uh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, is in the studio as well. I want to get into this whole Antonio Brown situation. And I- I've been reading stories. He sat down with the Roonies today and the organization, and he practically told them that he wants to be traded or he wants a new contract. He wants a contract. His contract that he had... He have gotten, I think, three years ago. He wants it ripped up. He wants more guaranteed money, and he wants a bigger contract. He wants to be the highest-paid wide receiver in all of football. This is a guy that in the last couple of years, and he's had a great season. Last year, I think he had over 1,600 yards. He had a very good season. He's he's an elite wide receiver. He's also playing with Schuster Schuster Smith Jr. I mean, Schuster Smith. Juju Smith. Juju Smith. Juju Smith, um, is, Schuster. It, is it it's Schuster? He's not a junior, right? No junior, no. Okay, <laughs> Schuster, who um, went to USC and played with Sam Donald, so I know a little bit about Juju. And 
The question is, is Antonio Brown worth a first-round draft pick, or is he worth a second and a third? There is a team right now that I could see Antonio Brown getting traded to, and it makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. And that's the the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers yeah, right that's now possible. The Green Bay Packers right now have two first round draft picks in this year's draft. They have two. And right now they have Aaron Aaron Rodgers for the next 5 years. I would say he probably has 3 to 4 more elite years in the league. Now, Jimmy Graham did not work out for them last year. <laughs> it he didn't he doesn't fit very very well. With that team, Not he doesn't a tight fit. End offense. He doesn't fit very well. This might is a different offense now. It's going to be a different offense. Well, uh, yeah, new coach. But Jimmy Graham didn't work out. Adding Antonio Brown as your second guy, he's not even your one. He's your second guy. Could absolutely take, and you had a pass rusher. Obviously, they need another pass rusher. They can draft one for twelfth uh, or whatever they have. They, have, they might have to trade that for Antonio Brown. I don't think I don't think they would. If they could they, trade the, they could trade the Saints pick, but I don't think they would trade their twelve. And and the stories that are coming out after after today. I'm not giving up a number one for him. Well, you Mike? Not not every team should. I don't think anybody should. I mean, nobody should because of there's major factors in Antonio Brown. It doesn't matter how talented he is, and he may be the best wide receiver in the game today. The difference is, is his age. He's right. going to be 31, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or he is 31. I think he's 31. He's 31, he's 31 right now. Yep. Right. And it's a big contract you got to take on. Now, it's not Obel, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., which is 23, 24 years old, or 25, whatever it is. 25. You know, whatever the case is, I'm just saying to where, you know, Od- I think Antonio, I think Steelers will get either a very late second or definitely a third because of the age factor. And the right. contract. Mm-hmm. You're doing the Steelers a favor. It doesn't because yeah, here's yeah. another factor that nobody brings up. As talented as Antonio Brown is, you don't know if he's going to be the same in another system. He right. could be a product of the system of what got created in there's Pittsburgh. Only, there's only he's one Steelers receiver. It's not even it's not even that. It's just there's, you don't know because the way that offense is predicated, it's predicated being him the number one option. There's now going to Green Bay, obviously it's going to be a different system. It makes sense. Different operation. You don't know how it's going to mesh well. You yeah, don't know if the there's, route there's only just because one, he's a great route Green runner Bay doesn't mean he's going to automatically be that great in Green Bay or wherever else he goes. There's only been one Steelers receiver that has played well somewhere else, and that's Emmanuel Sanders, and that was a lot had to having to do with well, Peyton. Antonio Holmes did well for the Jets for, for two years, two years, two yeah, years, right. and then he got old. He got old, and the Jets gave him that big contract, the fifty million dollar contract, and they ate it up. They ate it up because they had to pay him the guaranteed money. It screwed the Jets. It set the Jets back. With Santonio, uh, Santonio Holmes, and that's what, why you wonder hurts, if Antonio Brown. To will me, get that what hurts Antonio too. Brown is his age. Right, the, only the age, not the if was, no. If it not was the baggage. no, 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 it's not the baggage because every wide it's, receiver today is a diva. And it's also the style of receiver he is. Being well, he's not, not a big, he's Adrian not a big not possession a receiver, which could age well. Any a smaller speed receiver like Brown is not going to age as well. The wide receiver, cl- it's all divas. AJ Green is not a diva. No, he's not. He's not. He a diva. can be. It's just he's that he's not. He's not a diva. He's not a diva. He's not a diva. Atlanta guy is not a diva. Julio Jones. No, he's not a diva. Julio Jones is not a diva either. No, he's not. There, there are players. There are great wide There's receivers in the league. Oh, yeah. Divas, I, 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 it's the most diva position. Mike's right about that. The, this is the diva position of the league. It is now. It absolutely oh, yeah. is. And they're getting paid a lot of money. 
Because right now, when you look at the league and how it's transformed, it's transcended into a, from a defense to an offensive league, and it's all about the quarterback and the wide receiver now, it, it doesn't even really matter about the defense because they want to see high-scoring games. They want it to be a video game. That's what the NFL wants it to be. And by the way, uh, the NFL was not happy about the Super Bowl because that wasn't a video game. That was pathetic. That was what, what it was. That's what they were selling. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic football. But... Antonio Brown is a great player. There's no question that he is. Mike's right. He's, 30, he's going to be 32 years old. But I also look at it this way. Why are you going to pay this guy? First of all, he's under contract. You're going to have to give up a significant pick, pick away for, for, to possibly land him. Because you know the Roonies are not going to give Santonio Holmes, I mean Santonio Holmes, um, Antonio, Antonio, Brown. Antonio Brown up. They're not going to give Antonio Brown up for nothing. Okay, this guy has been an elite wide receiver for the last five seasons. Arguably the best wide receiver in football for the last five seasons. You'd give up a one? I a think Green one. Bay would be the a only team to give up a one just because they have one. two of them. And they could give up the Saints. Look at the Cowboys did. No, yeah, but that's not the market. That's it's, the exception. It's a lot. And I think Green Bay is I don't think Green Bay will more be. help than at the wide receiver position. I because mean, they're, they are a budgeted them. team, and that first-round pick yep. is controllable for five years. And here's the other thing, too. They also draft no, receivers well, too. That's a big difference. That's why I don't see it happening to Green Bay. Not at all. It, it's, it's, it's a it's good a, fit, though. It's yeah, an interesting great fit. It's a, it's an interesting situation for and the Packers. I would with a rookie coach, uh, a first time coach. I would absolutely look at it. Now, I don't know if it worked, but the personality of Aaron Rodgers would fit perfectly with Antonio Brown. Aaron Rodgers is a no nonsense type of wide, uh, quarterback. Bun Roethlisberger, as much as he him and uh, Antonio Brown have fought back and forth, I've heard Ben Roethlisberger is a mush. And he could talk about how how mean he is or how how much of a leader he is and what people have said about Ben Roethlisberger. He's a mush. Aaron Rodgers is not a mush. Everybody knows who the best player on that team is. It doesn't matter how good you are. He's the best player on the court, on the uh, on the field, on the court, on the ice. He is the best player. And the only way that team is going to move is Aaron Rodgers. Antonio Brown is not going to be the best player right now. If you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, who's the best player on that team? It's Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. He's the best player on the team. He easily is the best player on the team. I don't want to hear Ben Roethlisberger or Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell wasn't even on the team this year. The <laughs> best player on the team was Antonio Brown. He was the best player on the team. He's go- If he goes to Green Bay, he's no longer the best player on the team. He might not even be the second best player on the team. Well, they're, yeah, they're going to use him in different ways, too. They're not just going to have him automatically do everything he did in Pittsburgh, too. They're going to still stick to what Rodgers likes to do and what that coach likes to do because the way they built their team is very different right now than the way the Steelers have built their team. And if Mike McCarthy was still there, I don't know if he would even fit. No, he wouldn't fit. But I think that with this kind of offense and the way they, they like to— and remember, this comes from whose tree? Their coach— that Matt LaFleur. Yeah, what tree does he come from? I didn't hear which one it's in. He, he actually is the head coach right now of the Rams. He came from Sean McVay. McVay yes. Oh, wow. He's right. from Sean McVay's tree, mm-hmm. the Kyle Shanahan tree. Okay. That's where that's the tree that he comes from. And what do they like to do? A lot of motion routes with motion the receivers. Motion routes yeah. with the receivers. And mm-hmm. who's good at motion routes? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. So something like that would make sense. San Francisco is the, guy, the team that he wants to go to. Doesn't make sense for them. But it doesn't make sense for him. And I said that too. I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it with a friend of mine today on the phone. He's a big San Francisco 49ers fan. And he was telling me, I want Antonio Brown. I said, why? 
If the value drops for him, they can go after him, but they need a lot of other things before they could pursue a 31-year-old receiver. They need so many, so much help. I mean, skill players are one of the things they need, but they need the draft capital to rebuild. Too. And by the way, remember when I told you A.J. Green might be on the trade block? Remember I said yes, that? Yes, we argued that yesterday. Well, guess what? There is rumors right now with Cincinnati he is on the trade block. Okay, go. that doesn't mean it's smart. Well, <laughs> it might not be smart, but he's on the trade block. So there are going. Why, to- why wouldn't it be smart? Why? Because this- Errol's claiming that they're going to trade him for a fourth or fifth round. That's no, what, definitely not. That's no. what they're going to get for him. I don't. I don't think he's that would 30, be smart. He's thirty it- years old, going to be thirty-one. He's got foot problems. He's had foot problems for the last three years. Mm-hmm. He just had surgery. He missed. He missed a quarter of the season because of the foot surgery. Yes, he's a great player. The guy hasn't stayed healthy for the last three seasons. Right, but here's you're going to pay for, and he's a free agent after this year. Right, but here's the other. Here's the other. You're art. not going to get much for a guy that's going to be a free agent after this. Right, year. Right, so why do it? I would take the chance with him, have him work, and help have developed the new, the new offense. Because they running. can get a, they could probably get a fourth. But round what's a fourth pick. round pick? But what's AJ? You're not winning with AJ Green. You're not winning with. We Dalton. don't know what this coach is. They're yet. not going to win with Andy Dalton. What they're is this gonna, coach? They're not. We winning. don't know yet. Speedy, they're not winning with Andy Dalton, and they're they need not. other things right now to not. And they're not even the. They're probably not even the third best team in a division right now. No, but the problem so is trade AJ Green. They're, they're, get what you can get for him because he's gonna leave. He's gonna flee when he becomes a free agent. Why didn't you pay him? They don't. They're not paying anybody. You're, so who are they on, paying? Hold on one second. So you're gonna sit here. And A.J. Green is going to be 32 when he becomes a free agent next year. He'll be 32 years old. You're going to go and you're going to pay A.J. Green, who's probably going to demand between 12 and $14 million. That's what he's going to demand at the age that he is. And you're going to have to give him at least a three- to four-year deal. Okay. You're going to pay that guy who has foot problems right now, where you can right now. You're rebuilding. This okay. team is rebuilding. Hold They're on. rebuilding. They're, the, the They're receiver, not winning now. AJ Green could be Larry Fitzgerald for Cincinnati. So right. You don't and know. What here's the other Larry problem. Fitzgerald the other never receivers, gets hurt. The he plays I'm just saying right. he could be the Larry Fitzgerald to Cincinnati. And Larry the Bengals also have two consistent. other young receivers that have also had trouble not, staying healthy. I'm not too. About but that's it. what I'm looking at. I want consistency. This guy's a free agent after next year. You don't know if you're going to bring him back or if he fits in your offense. And right now you're trying to build through the youth, the young team, and you're bringing in Who a also have problems staying healthy. Let me ask you this question. Do they have a rookie coach? Yes. Has he ever coached? Has he ever been a head coach in the NFL? No, he has not. So why? However, so why? Let me ask you a question, Speedy. So why pay AJ Green right now when he's 31 years old and he has got foot problems and you're trying to be, build around the draft? Because that's what give him a chance out. in that offense, though. Give him a chance to what? He's a free agent after this year to prove himself. Prove himself to what? They're gonna. They're not bringing him back. Cincinnati. How do you know? You don't know that. I guarantee what you. What if it's Cincinnati? Look how, not look how many back. new coaches have sparked. Cincinnati is not bringing them back. Sparked rosters the way they have. Was Chicago's offense supposed to be that good? No. Speedy, Speedy let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. We, we we talk about wide receivers when they get old, they get older, and their they, they, their body starts to wear and tear. I know. Okay, so let's let's talk about wide receivers that have been successful in the league and ha- completely deteriorated. There was a guy that went. To two different teams, and he didn't go to a team in the middle of a season. He played for the Cowboys his whole career, and he tore his Achilles when he went to the Saints this year. Okay. Okay, and you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Of course. And he was a top wide receiver in the league for how many years? Three. Two. 
He yeah, was I was a, about to say two or three. Uh, five years. He, no. He's been a top mm. wide receiver. Go look at his numbers. He's been a top wide receiver in five years. He's been a good wide receiver in this league for five years. Very consistent He was player. overhyped. Yeah, but he's a consistent player. Thousand yards, seven, eight touchdowns. That's a pretty good season. I, I don't know what I don't know what you're arguing about. If you're if you're getting a thou- close to a thousand yards a, a season and you're getting seven to eight touchdowns, that's pretty damn good. That's a consistent player. And he went to he tore his Achilles. Now and how old is he? Right now thirty. He's he's twenty nine. He was just turned thirty. Okay. He's thirty years old. How old is AJ Green? I think also thirty. Thirty one. He's gonna be thirty one when the season starts. By next year, how old is he gonna be? Thirty one. He'll so. be thirty two, Speedy. When the season starts, he'll oh, be thirty two. He'll be thirty one when the season so starts. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Andy Dalton right now, is he the quarterback of the future of that team? I don't know. He's not. Tough okay? to tell. He's not. I guarantee you he's not. Is Mixon, by the time they find themselves a wide receiver, and I want to get off this subject because I've got a lot more to talk about, is Mixon going to be in a, is he going to be a top wide receiver for the next five or six years? Mixon's a running back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Is he going to be a top uh, a running back in he the next could, five or six years? He could be if he had a season like this. Season like this. Now, how long has he been in the league? Two years. Two years. And how many injuries has he had already? Each year. Each year. One, yeah. One, one like, a year. So he missed two games each two, three or games. something like okay, that. Okay, so, so you have a, a consistent running back. An offensive line's depleted. It's, it's not no, a good it's, offensive it's, it's good it's, in the middle. It's bad outside. It's depleted, okay? It's a depleted. You saw what the offensive line did in the second half of the season. They were terrible. Right, they were their horrendous. tackles are horrible. They're I, terrible. I agree. Okay, so you're a rebuilding team right now. Why would you pay a wide receiver right now, which you already got your good years out of him. You can trade him right now, maybe get a third round. At best, you're going to get a third round draft pick for him. I do not see a second. I do not see a first. At best, you get a third round draft pick because Brendan Brendan Marshall. He went to the Jets. He was the Jets gave up a fifth round draft pick for Brandon Marshall, and he was still on the top of his game. He was still a good wide receiver in the league. And by the way, he plays he plays game in and game out. Brendan Marshall barely misses. If you look at his career. Besides maybe two or three seasons, the guy played almost okay. every single game. But but how did that help the Bears? How did, what do you mean, how did it help the Did Bears? that fifth-round pick help the Bears to get to where they are? How do we know? We don't know who they drafted in the fifth round. Maybe you should look. 2015, I don't think it was anybody good. That, uh, well, that GM was terrible. All right, so there you go. Maybe So, so we're going to play the GM. So you're going you're gonna to do well, that he thing, also kind got of thing traded for the fifth-round pick because— he had an enormous contract, and they wanted it off the books. No, but it my didn't po- matter about that, production. I, I don't. I don't care about that. I, my point is, what is a fifth round pick to, to that kind of team? You don't have this genius drafting. AJ Green's coach. making a lot of money. This we year. don't. We don't know what yeah, he is as, as a drafter. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And Brandon Marshall had one more year left on his contract. He had one more year left on his contract when he, he went have to two? the. I thought oh, he had two. He had one year left on his contract, and he went to the Jets. But also, he was also a malcontent in the locker room, and that was the bigger issue more than anything. Mm. Right, but that again, was really the bigger issue more than because that's the reason why he left Denver too. He was a malcontent in the locker. Right, room. but my point is, what is going to be that pick? AJ Green, I don't think is like that. No, the thing with AJ like Green is right now he's still the face of the Cincinnati Bengals. Regardless, that's mm-hmm. why right. I kind of said he could be the Larry Fitzgerald for the Cincinnati he's Bengals. Not, he's not, I, I don't think he's. I, the, I don't think he's the face of. Well, the I mean, Cincinnati we don't know Bengals because anymore. he's been Nixon there for so now. long. 
He might be comfortable. He might want to continue staying there right. and do one or two year well, deals. And regardless yeah. of how he much made he made his money. Right. He might right. like it and regardless of how much he little. produces, he's still going to help those other receivers develop too. John Ross has been a failure so far for two years. Because who says, he's been injured. Right. But and who's Tyler said, Boyd right now is becoming but, so the you're number gonna one. So you're going to throw him into the fire and then Boyd as a number one? I, I, well, I, that doesn't Boyd make sense. Boyd is the number one next year. That doesn't make sense to me though. Well, I would keep Green as the number one, let those other guys develop in the system. And be, and because all these other guys have been injury prone too, Ross has been injury prone. Eifert's there'll been injury be a prone. Team out who, there. who can't? Wh- be like, a team out why would you want to limit yourself with the skill players? Because I'm telling you right now, AJ Green will not sign with. He's not going to sign. They're not going to sign AJ Green next year to a 13, 14 million dollar. So deal you think they should trade him? I do. I think they should try to get as much as they can so for AJ Green. You got Brown. You got AJ Green. You got all this stuff. There'll be a couple other wide receivers. OBJ, yeah. and you got New England sitting there with 12 draft picks this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Only pouncing, ready right. to get better. <laughs> pouncing. You know damn well Brady doesn't want to draft a, a rookie wide But here's the, here's the problem. They won't take one here's the, the, the first problem with the New England Patriots. Here's the problem with the New England Patriots. There there are a lot of guys retiring from that team. There is a lot of guys. A lot of their their key members retiring this year. They're oh. sitting. No, I, I don't know. Saying, yeah, no, you think I don't. they can actually Devin McCourty's retiring. Okay. Gronkowski is retiring. He's possible. He came out today so he I, might want to win I, another I feel Super Bowl. Like he would. I think it all depends He's on He's retiring. I think it all depends on what he's able to get in a one year deal, whether it's worth going back. Who's the guy that just got hurt in, in the the Super Bowl? The linebacker. Uh, no, that was a safety. Wasn't it Chung? Chung, Chung, yes. Chung. Chung's another one that yep. said he might retire. Well, he's up there in age. I'm just saying. He's right. already said and that. And Chung also right. came back on a second those stint, are three, too. Those are, three, those are three guys that are very, very important ta- parts of your team. Right. And you have to rebuild on Actually, that. Actually, uh, the safeties, maybe besides the Chris line. Chris Hogan's not besides, going back next maybe year. Maybe besides no, the line. I wouldn't resign I'm him. just saying. Nah, Chris yeah. Hogan's gone. Yeah, maybe besides, I'm just saying. Maybe besides there, Hightower. This is going to be a depleted Hightower, team. Uh, Flowers is getting franchised. No, no, no. I'm talking about. I'm talking no, about Hightower already signed the contract. I'm saying in Bill Belichick's defense. Flowers is getting franchised. Yeah, point. he'll be franchised. Right. In Bill Belichick's defense, maybe besides Hightower, the two safeties, the next most important part. Noy is leaving. Van Noy Van is Noy. leaving. He's leaving. Yeah. He's had a good season last but year. But you know what? He's when leaving. it comes to New oh. England, they find players, right. so There's it doesn't no really exactly. matter. But eventually exactly. they're going to hit the rock. It, it always See, I don't. Happens. Here's the thing. <laughs> it always I don't, happens. Here's the thing. Eventually it will. I don't think so. <laughs> they for, have Tom Brady. That's here, it. <laughs> the reason why I say I don't think so is because, one, they're a winning organization. Two, Players, no matter what, still want to go there because it's a great. It's still a possibility to get a ring. Three, they still have cap space, and four, they still have draft. Uh, they oh. still have tons of draft picks. So as much and as a lot of talent, as, well, mu- yeah. as much as you know, everybody's getting you tired. They, you say they draft very, very well. Where are they ranked in the top thirty-two in the last ten years when it comes to drafting? Where are they ranked when it comes to drafting? When it comes where? to dra- Drafting. What, how just many players just in how general? Many, how many players stay in the NFL for more than five years for the New England Patriots? Because I got the number, by the way. I, I know right, where they. I'll I, say thirteenth or something like that. Because I know. Okay, fifteenth. Because that's here's not but good. He, but here, but here's the that's other right. thing too. They take right, they take speedy. gems from other that's teams not that don't bad work. From being, it's from, half. It's no, half. No, no, no. It's, it's half, half the league. But you got to also understand. Yeah, I was just gonna say it. They're also drafting at the bottom half of the league. Yeah, but they always have two first round draft picks. You could draft you you. Everybody knows this. It doesn't matter where you draft. It's how you draft them and and who falls to them. There are a lot of players that just fall out. We've seen how many guys fall out of the first round and go to the second around and they're gems that that right. people draft. It happens all the time in the NFL. You pick a lot of teams pick what they're looking for right. that no, fits right. their team. No, no, I agree, but, but I'm not saying not by the player and the, the talent. The whole thing with the, with the with New England is 
with everything I just mentioned, cap space, draft capital, and plus a winning organization, whoever retires, they're always going to find it's, pieces. I understand and what Bill you're Belichick saying. Bill Belichick micromanages I, everything. I understand. I understand that. But when you're losing significant players like this, there's a lot of key players that you're losing this year in one year. That's a lot. And their defense, I'm sorry. You can say whatever you want. Their defense sucks. Okay? Their defense they is They won them a Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. They ran. How can you say that? Hold on, they hold just on. Won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl because the Rams suck. Okay, Goff <laughs> sucks. Goff sucks. Dude, I watched the game over and over again on, on the NFL Network. We've watched it over here. Okay, Goff could not hit the open guy. There was nobody. There was they, no one open either, though. Really, they, nobody they open. Play, they nobody well. open. They were hardly anyone open. Really, speaking. there was one guy open. He didn't see him late. It was too post. much high. And the Speedy, other guy ran there were the tons field. of guys open. Mike Francesa talks about it all the time on his show. He, he was at the Super Bowl. He was at the Super Bowl. He talks about it all the time that there were guys open all game long. The problem was is Jared they were got, not primary targets they, though. Their Jared, primary targets were hardly what is that? ever How are they open. Do it? They, they, play, they didn't play a bad game. They, they, their defense they had a bad good. game plan. Their defense though, the Rams. is not good. The Rams had a bad game and, plan. And the fact is, the fact is, is, San Diego had to travel all the way from San Diego, and that's not the New England Patriots' fault. But they had to travel from San Diego to New England. I think that w- that really hurt San Diego's chances of beating the New England Patriots in New England. I, I do believe that. But before we go to LA. break, <laughs> what happened? You said San Diego. San Diego. When San Diego traveled, traveled to go to New England. When because everybody thought San Diego oh, yeah. was going to beat New England. Right? San Diego had to travel oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. all the way to New England. They had to do that twice in in, in mean, L.A. They should have no stayed on the East Coast, but, but, but right? San Diego, L.A., whatever it's it is, LA. <laughs> California. Okay, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, before we go to break, I, this Kyler Murray thing, and, and a lot of people are talking about uh, the New York Giants possibly uh, uh, drafting Kyler Murray and. Um, I, I know it's it's there. I do believe the Giants are drafting a, a quarterback in the first round. I, I really do believe it. I, I, the question is, who's going to show up at the combine? Now, a lot of people, a lot of Giant fans like this kid Jones from Duke. Uh, oh God! A lot oh. of Giant fans like this kid from Duke. I've been reading stories uh, throughout social media about how they how the Giants should absolutely draft him, not at six. In my honest opinion, if he falls in the second round, I would draft Jones. I would take a. I would take a. I'd rather take the chance on Will Greer if that's the case. I would take a chance with him, but um, this whole Kyler Murray situation, and I, I, I know you guys say he's five eight. He's come out and said he's five ten. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think I don't think it makes a difference. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I, I really don't. If you're a good quarterback, it will show that you're a good quarterback on the field. If you see you read your reads and you you understand the game and how it moves, nobody would have thought that Baker Mayfield would have figured out the offensive game that way he did early in, in his career, the way he did in the first year. Nobody. I listened to Matty Capps talk. I've listened to Jeff talk. I've listened to analysts say he's too small. His hands are too small. He's not good out of the pocket. He's slow. He's good on the run, but he's not accurate when he throws to his left side. I mean, how many things we heard Baker Mayfield, and he proved everybody wrong. Okay? I think, and I, I think somebody's going to move up to get Haskins. I really do believe that. I think somebody is going to move up because I think he's going to have a fabulous combine. I really do. I think he's going to have a great combine, a uh, great uh, pro day. I think he's going to go out there. He's going to show everybody that he can play in this league and he can throw. Uh, some people are comparing him to Dante Culpepper. That's the, that's the type of player that he is. He's big, he's strong, and he can, he can throw inside and out of the pocket, and he, he, he's very accurate inside and out of the pocket. I think 
and I'm not saying this because I'm a Jet fan and, and, and everybody, all the Jet Giant fans that are going to take shots at me. I think Kyler Murray should be a Jet. No. <laughs> Oh. Would be. <laughs> I thought maybe that solves your running back position. Would be, would be a good move. I, I think he. I think in my eyes, he would fit what the Giants organization is trying to do right now. They're trying oh, to. No. I, I, you don't like Kyler Murray. That's why you say no. And you don't like Haskins. And you say no. I say Haskins ten times over Murray, though. <laughs> why? Because of his size. No, because why? Why? Haskins, Haskins is still at least somewhat of a polished thrower of the ball. Murray is good throwing on the run, but his pocket Haskins presence isn't is a great. Polished thrower of the ball, I, not greatly, but a lot better than Murray is. I hate Haskins. I don't. I don't like Haskins. him either. I. I don't want the Giants touching a quarterback I in think, the first I round think at Kyler all. Mur- I but think I would take first of all. Haskins is not untalented. First though. of all, uh, if you biased, listen, but. if you if you listen to Odell Beckham, he loves Kyler Murray. You listen to, and I know they don't make the draft pick. Uh, Saquon Barkley has played against Kyler Murray, and he has said that Kyler Murray is a guy that he would love to play with on the team. He is a guy. He's a, he's a guy that plays hard. He's always a, he's a hard nosed player. He played hurt. He played it in, in that game against Alabama. He played hurt in that game, and he played very well against an Alabama team. He played very well against an Alabama defense that was one of the best, arguably the best defense in in NCAA history. They said this past year, that was arguably the best defense. Alabama's ever had, okay? They shouldn't have even lost the championship. A lot of people think it was it was absolutely unbelievable that they lost the championship. But Kyler Murray played very very well in that champion in that, in that game in that playoff game, and I I don't understand why B- B- Baker Mayfield played very very well against Georgia. He lost against Georgia. Is he a good NFL quarterback? Yes. Why is it that because of his size? And we've seen Drew Brees, successful quarterback, 5'10", 5'8", 6 foot, whatever he is. I think I, seeing Drew Brees and seeing the different players that he's stood next to, I've seen him stand next to Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is not a tall guy. He's 5'10", 5'11". He's not a big man, okay? And, and, and Drew Brees is smaller than he is, all right? So Drew Brees has been successful in the league. Baker Mayfield has shown that he could be successful in the league. We have seen small Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson has been a good quarterback, a successful quarterback in this league. At the at five ten, he says he's five ten. I think he's smaller than that. Why can't Kyler Murray be a good quarterback in this league? He is a consistent quarterback. He won the Heisman. He can throw on the run, like you said, Speedy. He can make every single throw. Everybody has said that he can make every single throw. I don't know about that. I, I absolutely believe he's going to make every single throw. And even if he doesn't throw at the combine, he throws on his pro day. Sam Darnold did it. He played. He threw very, very well. But Sam Darnold, we knew, could make every Andrew single Luck throw. Andrew Luck did it. Andrew he threw Luck, very, we knew, very, could make every single throw. Kyler, um, um, Matthew Stafford, he did it. He didn't throw at the combine, and he put, threw on his pro day and threw very, very well. Why can't Kyler Murray do it? This is this is there's a lot more risk with him being Baker more Mayfield, of a quarterback. Baker Mayfield threw changed his throwing motion going into the draft. Okay, which worked for him. No, I'll give him credit work, for that. And why can't Kyler Murray do that? No, but but Kyler Murray is still more raw than a lot of those guys too. He only played raw. the one season. Raw? Yeah, he only played the one season at Oklahoma. Uh, Andrew Luck played three years. Matthew Stafford played three years. Like these guys had more. See, I, I more think that has more. You know, I think that predicates more for Haskins teams. Haskins has only have, played one year. No, no, I was just going to say, Haskins playing one year and Kyle Murray playing one year, 
Sam Darnold played I, for two years. T- you you gotta you gotta sit there and you're putting your stock on somebody who's played one year, one and done. Right. And, mm-hmm. You know, but with with Sam Donald playing a second year, at least you see either a progression yeah, or a regression stage. Right. You can't compare compared to, to just because these guys have one. No, 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 I'm just saying in comparison to guys having one great year. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second, Mike. You and say, a great offense. You say, system, and I'm yeah. a, I'm a Jet fan. You're saying Sam Donald's a much better player. How do you figure? Than those two? How do you, how do you figure? What, what what do you see in Sam Donald right now that makes him better player a better player than Kyler Murray? I just want to know I, your opinion. I, I just like the way better deep ball thrower. Um, well, how do you know that? Accuracy. Ky- yeah. Kyler Murray. From what I've seen, it's just my opinion. Kyler, right. Kyler Murray. I don't know it. Kyler Murray. I saw. I saw Kyler Murray uh, in, in against Alabama throw a fifty yard pass, a deep throw. I've seen Kyler Murray play against a, a, a conference that's a, a horrible on defense. Yeah. Defense. <laughs> okay. And so right. did Baker I've Mayfield, seen, and look how I've successful seen, he's been in the league. Well, well, that's a good point too. But I've also seen Darnold. You know. Against that, Penn I'm not State saying he's better than Donald. I'm not saying he's better than Donald. That's I'm, why how I'm assessing my opinion and, and why I feel Donald is a much different situation than Kyle Murray. Or here's here's a better now. question: Is there a quarterback in the NFL that's been one and done, played only one year, and been success? Played one year in college and is successful right now in the NFL? That's really the bigger question. Yeah, that's. That's very hard to find. That's right what I'm now. saying. So I mean, maybe because it gives one you more year in college and has been successful. He started I mean, one year in college and then came out in the draft, and he's been successful since. Because if you got to look at it as obviously with other quarterbacks that have been in the, you know in college a lot longer, there's a bigger body of work to assess than somebody being one and done. Carson Wentz. Tra- Carson Wentz. When how many? Carson years Wentz played two or three years. Yeah, he played two or three. He played two or three. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Good question. He, he was that's South was Dakota State. Yeah. Do you, do you I'll, I'll do. You know what? The be, no, it, it was North Dakota State, which Dakota is the best State. FCS I'll look school it up. ever. <laughs> I'll look it up and I'll bring it up on. I'm sorry. Do you know of a quarterback? No, 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 no. That's why I'm asking because I mean, no. I'm only asking that because of the factor of it should help you try to give an analysis of. You know, obviously Haskins one and done. Murray's one and done. What is really the track record of the these o- one and done? The only one I could think of, in the I NFL. think that because I I, what, I, what, I got I a only, question. I only think. Well, shut up. Was Mark Sanchez one and done? No, no, he wasn't. He was, he was, he was two. He played he two. Years. Two. I thought two. he was one and done. No, and Pete Carroll said he should have played one more right, year. Correct. Right, correct. Yeah. Right. No, I, that I remember that comment. Yes, that's why I thought he was one and done. But I'm just trying to find who has been successful one and done in the NFL. To you know, because if you think about it, you're somebody for a number one pick. I hate to say this. If you screw up, it's setting your franchise back five, six years. Oh, uh, more than that. So that's why that's why I don't firmly believe the Starting Giants are going into Kyle Murray or Dwayne Haskins. If anything, they'll pick a quarterback in the second round if it slips Agreed. or it's going to be a free agent. Yeah, the number, you can't miss with this pick. You need a because guy. Because they're and in the Giants have a lot and of other holes. holes. And that's yeah. another factor. Mm-hmm. Because they're picking six, and this is not a slam-dunk quarterback class. Right. If the Giants are picking 15, 17... I would probably say, you know what? Yeah, maybe they'll take a shot. Pick up that Duke kid or somebody nah, else. Nah, I don't want no, him. He's not good. I'd rather do Will Greer if I'm gonna if I'm gonna take a second round quarterback. You want Locke? He wants Greer. I, oh, want, I don't I want, want Locke. Lock. Oh, Locke's horrible. No. Anyways, why don't we go to a quick break? When we come back, we'll get into some NF, uh, NBA conversation. Uh, Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors came out. This is the first time Golden Golden State came out and said this. And we're gonna get into the New York Islanders too by the end of the show. Golden State came out and said that they do not know. They absolutely do not know what Kevin Durant is going to do in the offseason, which is is a story by itself because if Golden State is saying that, something 
Something is in the looms with Kevin Durant. When we come back, we'll get into Kevin Durant. And we'll, we'll get into the Celtics scoop because I, I want to know, I, after the All-Star game, and Mikey's sitting over here, after the All-Star game when Kevin Durant won the MVP, Ke- the only person that was standing right next to Kevin Durant when he won that MVP and he raised it up was Kyrie Irving. And, and they both spoke a lot at the All-Star game about playing with each other and being on the same team. When we come back, we will get into... The Kevin Durant situation, the sweepstakes of Kevin Durant, and maybe is Kyrie Irving heading out of there, or is Kevin Durant thinking about going to the Celtics? I don't know about the Celtics, but we'll get into that when we come back. 631-676-2968 is the number. This is Down to the Wire, and we'll be back after this. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, 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 you're listening, listening to, to Down, down to, to the, the Wire. wire. On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you can call us at 631-676-2968. It's, it, you know, Speedy, this is probably the first time in a week we didn't get any callers in the two days that we've been doing our show. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. You know what? I, I'd rather that because we can get all our our uh, stuff out and, and all our content out because sometimes we will go off topic with some of these callers. And I don't mind the callers to call. And shout out to all the callers that call all our shows throughout the day, Jeff and Snog, all the guys that are dedicated to calling the shows and interacting with us. I'm not taking shots at any of the callers, but I, I like it when we can get our content out where sometimes we can't get our full content out throughout the show. So I, I do want to get into this Kevin Durant situation because – over the weekend, everybody was talking about where is Kevin Durant going. And you look at this uh, free agency class. There, A lot of these free agents were in the All-Star game this this weekend. Clay Thompson, uh, uh, Kemba Walker, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant. And practically all of them but Kemba Walker was on Team LeBron. So they all played together. And, and the funny thing is if you watch... The first half of the game, Kevin Durant was sitting back. He wasn't really doing anything. Either was Kyrie Irving. It was the second half of the game, and you saw what these two guys, the dynamic play that Kyrie Irving. I love Kyrie Irving. He grew up a Knicks fan. I love his 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 uh, his persona and who he is as a as a player. I also like Kevin Durant. The problem with these two guys that worry me, if they even came to New York, is their personalities. Do they fit? A New York state of mind. I don't know if they do. Gotta ask Jay-Z. I don't know if they do. <laughs> because when you when you listen to these two guys when they're interviewing, they don't want to talk about free agency. They don't want to talk about Nor should they. Uh the money the, the money where the NBA is going with the money and the contracts that are going. They also don't want to talk about where they see their team and their organization in the next five years. They don't want to talk about it, which stems to me when you when you ask a question like that, where do you see the Celtics? Where do you see the, the Golden State Warriors in the next couple of years? And he says, I, 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 I just want to talk about my game and how my game can help us win a championship this year. When he won the MVP at the All-Star game, everybody was practically walking off the court, all of them. But who was standing right next to him? Who was acknowledging conversation when Kevin Durant won the MVP of the All-Star Game? It was Kyrie Irving. Now, does this say anything? Probably not. I, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really stick out to me like, oh my God, that means Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are coming to the New York Knicks because, oh, these guys are talking about playing with each other. It would be fun. 
LeBron James, for years, we're talking about playing with Carmelo Anthony. Has he ever played with Carmelo Anthony? No. Soon. NBA players love to smoke they, screen. No. Soon he gets bought no. out and goes out. <laughs> he goes I mean, seriously. Lakers. And then he'll probably just get bought out again. For years. <laughs> for years he's been he's talking about. a 10-day contract. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Don't the Lakers want Luke Walton fired? Bring in Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, he'll be the coach. Bring him in. Bring him he'll in. Be coach. He's working out. Luke Walton will get yeah. fired within 10 days of that happening. <laughs> just think about it. LeBron James has been saying that he's gonna, he wants to play with Carmelo Anthony for years. For years. Never happened. He played with Dwayne Wade. He played with Chris Bosh, two of his best friends. And obviously, he, he wanted to play with Chris Paul. He, he did want, say by the end of his, season, his career, he wants to play with Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, and all his best friends on one team and try to win a championship. That's not going to happen. Dwayne Wade's retiring this year. So that's not happening. Kevin Durant right now is 31 years old. He's going to be 32 next year. He's going to make a lot of money next year. He's going to make close to $40 million a year. Wherever he goes, he's going to make $40 million. Kyrie Irving can make even more than that next year. Kyrie Irving, if he stays with the Celtics, can make up to $43 to $45 million staying with the Celtics every year for a five-year contract. Now it's a lot of taxes, though. I mean, you don't really need it. But that's what I'm saying is: is he going to chase the money, or is he going to chase going to his hometown team and trying to win a championship with the New York Knicks, or is he going to try to talk to somebody like Kevin Durant to come to the Celtics? That's that's going to be the question throughout the off season. Now. Kevin Durant has already come out and said that he doesn't want to talk about free agency until the season is end. And, and you know Kevin Durant. He's not going to talk about it. He'd rather go on his smokescreen Twitter accounts. <laughs> the okay, burner accounts. His burner accounts and talk about nothing and claim that they are not his accounts. And then, <laughs> and, and, and then come back and say, well, they were my accounts, but who was listening? Who, who yep. cares? Him and Brian Colangelo are hanging out. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's It's unbelievable. What the NBA – in the NBA right now, if you listen to what, what what's going on with the NBA, Adam Silver was was reached out by the NFL, NFL owners asking him if he would <sighs> if he would be the commissioner of the NFL. Goodbye, dumbass Goodell. Didn't he just sign a contract? Yes. That's the funny thing. They just paid Roger right? Goodell. How long? Was that last year or this year? Who cares? Last year. Last, what, year? last year. Who cares? He's making, Get him out. Why would you pay Roger Goodell 45 Who reached out to – Adam, what, what are you talking about? I just told you, NFL no, who, yeah, owners, you, what, NFL owners, NFL owners, NFL owners reached out to Adam Silver and asked him if he would be interested in being the commissioner of the NFL. Make it happen, okay? Now the funny thing is, they just gave Roger Goodell forty-five million dollars a year. That would be the perfect trade-off. They gave Roger him, Goodell causes drama. They gave drama. him benefits for life. They gave him benefits. You're talking about jet. They gave him a jet. They gave him everything. They gave him everything. They might as well have given my dirty underwear, okay? Because he's gotten everything else. The guy is making more money than any player in the NFL right now. And it was, he doesn't even step on the field. He is one of the most hated play, hated GMs or commissioners or whatever. He's, owners, most, he's one of the lawyers. most hated for, sports figures in general. <laughs> also made those owners more money than they can shake a stick in. I think anybody would have made that yeah, those owners agreed. that money. Agreed. Just think about it this way. Think about it this way. 
The NFL is the number one organization in all of professional sports. Am I right or wrong? Right now. Right now, yes. They are the number one. Okay? And, and, and by the way, before Roger Goodell came in, were they number one? When Roger De- when what was it? Ten years ago, Roger Goodell came into the league ten years ago. Yeah, they go five. Okay, so were they oh, number five, were they the right number one that, sport right? when Roger Goodell came in? Yes. I think he was. Yes. I think they were. Yes. Okay. Football's a billion dollar industry. All right, so, so so yes, he's made them a lot of money. Mike could have made them a lot of money. You could have made them a lot of money. I could have made them a lot of money. Speedy Petey standing on the top of a table telling the NFL about schemes. He would have made them millions and millions of dollars. So let me ask you a question. Why is everybody talking about now, why are the owners reaching out to other commissioners and asking them if they would be interested in leaving the NBA and going to the NFL? Now, Adam Silver is a smart man, and he's the best commissioner in all of professional sports. There's no question that he is. But it's funny because we're going back to contracts and what the MLB is going through right now with the CBA. And look at the contracts that are going up right now in the NBA. The NBA contracts are probably the best contracts in all of professional sports. Look it at them. seems like they don't play with a salary cap. Look at them. You could, sit, you could sit out for 20 games because you need to save yourself for the playoffs because the regular season means nothing. And you got guys like Steph Curry and LeBron James making 40-something million dollars a year. A year. How many baseball players make $40 million a year and they play 162 games? Zero. Zero. It's also a 25-man just, roster just, compared to a 12-man I'm just, I'm just saying. I understand. Agreed. Agreed. Well, what are, okay, on a team, on an NBA team, the 12th guy, how much does a 12th guy make on, on a team salary-wise? A couple hundred grand. More than that. He's not making a million dollars. On the Knicks? On the Knicks right now? I forget. Uh, who's, well, it depends. I mean, if you get everything south. <laughs> no, He's I'm making saying, close to a million dollars. I said a couple hundred grand. Yeah. That's a lot of money for a guy that never steps on a court. That's the NBA. But uh, that's what I'm saying. You can look at the, you go Right now, Aaron Judge makes $500,000 a year. Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. $500,000. This is arguably one of the top five best players in the league. Just think about it. The NFL, right? The so NBA. That's where the system's been set up. He'll make his money. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the growth of the sport since Adam Silver has taken over. You see the growth. Goodell, he grew a product that was already grown. The NBA has grown. They've changed. They have TV deals now. They are making hand over fist money. What is the number one social media sport in all of the world? What is it? You're diminishing the, ch- the revenue channels that the guy created. You could have created the revenue channels. Well, I didn't. He did because you're not the you're not the commissioner. With Digital the, media expanded just, a lot of the exactly. things that, and that he's and getting and credit and for. And, and you talk about him, you think he's the only person that's creating it? He, right. He's got a team doing it. Right. He hires team. I can hire a team right now of the smartest people okay. in the world. Donald Trump did. Donald Trump did. Donald Trump made his millions. How did he make his millions? He got $10 million from his father. Took it from his dad. Yep. Took $10 million from his father and turned a $10 million profit into a billion-dollar profit. If you have the equity and you have the money and you have the ownership, all the owners, they're not stupid men. The, the owners of these organizations, these companies, these, these NFL teams, their organizations, they, they were millionaires. They were billionaires before they bought their teams. Why do they need Roger Goodell running it and doing it? Because they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. They give Roger Goodell the channels that they think that he needs to start surfing, and he surfs those channels. Look at what what Adam Silver has done for the NBA. 
David Stern left the NBA how long ago? 2010 or 11. It was about seven, eight years ago. Look at what the NBA has turned out to be. Look at the contracts. For, for instance, uh, um, Mark, the highest played player since David Stern has left was making how much? When did he leave? I want to say eleven. That, that's not. A, I'm, I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm trying no, no, no. to. I'm trying to look at motion of what he has done Big, for TV deals and stuff like that. He has changed the outcome of growth of the organization. He did. He you, David Stern was the. He was the commissioner for how many years? Forty years. So Thirty long years. Long time. So why, yeah. so why does he get all the credit and guys like Goodell don't get any credit? And he just had a team of people behind him. Because Roger Goodell is making more money than any he commissioner in professional sports. But that's that also sport, that's he's an industry. More revenue that's also an industry that yeah. pays the most. Because he's not it makes creating more right now. He created more revenue streams in the NFL than they did prior to it. He's done a lot of good things there. I mean, he doesn't get along with the players, but to say that he hasn't done anything is just not. I don't think it's fair. I didn't say he hasn't done anything. I don't think he's worth forty-five million dollars. Well, I don't think anybody's worth forty-five million. I, I, that's what I'm saying. But I don't the industry it. itself but, but is. The industry itself that, is that's a, what that's what you're predicating it's a three on. Three billion dollar industry. I understand what the industry is. No, so I, you I, can't really compare commissioners and leagues. I, I, could, I could compare when, what the owners are doing right now, when, reaching when, out to a, another commissioner. When football makes twice as much, even maybe even ten times as much as basketball. Not true. But that's a lot not to true. do. Not no, anymore. actually does. That, not, that's not, a not, lot not anymore. Does. But that's not a anymore. lot to do with the growth. The gap, the gap is nowhere near close. Uh, yes, it is. Mike, go look at the numbers. So. The numbers the are there. Basketball's faster growing from a global perspective. Yeah, and that's that's important because it's becoming it's a, huge, yeah. It's, it's become a multi-billion dollar and industry, football too. in the and last two or three years, expanding to London, New Mexico. gaming and the fantasy sports space I know who this is. This is Jeff. Yep. Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff? No, it's not Jeff. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Jeff. Jeff. Anyways, uh, before we go. His name came up. Uh, we'll see if he calls back. Oh, he's coming oh. back. I, I know. Yep. He, yeah. I, I'm waiting. All right, Jeff. You're, are you on now? <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. If Errol was running a company that was worth that was generating that kind of revenue, he would totally think he was worth $40 million a year. <laughs> He's part of a private company that generates that kind of revenue. That's the same salary as other giant company CEOs. I don't understand how you don't think he's worth that. Well, hold on one second. You say giant com company CEOs. Most of those giant company CEOs are the company owners. They're the ones that built the companies from the bottom oh, to the top. Most really? of so give me one. Give me one right now. Give me one right now. Diamond. James, James Diamond. Diamond. Who, who does he own? What does he own? What is he CEO of? J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Oh, no. J.P. Morgan. Tim Cook's the CEO at Apple, right? They don't own those companies. They're pro publicly traded companies. You're talking about a private company now that generates that kind of revenue. You are living in banana land. Really? Who's a, who's, hold on a second. <laughs> who, who owns Amazon? Who's, who's the richest man in the world? Jeff Bezos. Okay. And how did he build his company? Um, public funds. They are a publicly traded company. How did he build his company? Public funds. And he also built stock. his company out stock. of yes. And he built he built Amazon out of his garage. That's what he did. Great. Great. So was Apple. So okay. was Tim. Cook. All right. All right. And he's the richest man in the world. Is he the CEO of Amazon? Yeah. Okay. So how much money does he make a year? How much money does he make a year? Billions. Billions of dollars because he created the company. He built the company. Right, he didn't create the product. Now, Roger Goodell didn't create the co the, the company, to, the, now the you product. Have to scale. Now you, no, now you have to scale. Amazon is worth like $200 billion a year. The NFL is only three. 
I understand. You can't. It's you got to scale the salary, stupid. Uh, um, first of all, don't call me stupid, idiot. And and second, you're, you're, and, and second of all, no, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're gonna tell me I'm crazy when you have you have uh, you have uh, NFL owners right now reaching out to Adam Silver, asking him if he'd be hold interested hold in being the commissioner of the, the NFL after you paid a guy like forty-five million dollars a year. You got the you got the perfect guy in the room right now. You have the the owner of of Statement Games right there. Are you gonna? Is he gonna literally sit there and say that if Statement Games generated three billion a year, he wouldn't want forty million? I think I want a little more. But here's the thing. 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 I would have said one billion out of three billion. Who created statement games? Who created statement games? Yeah, but you got to take a look at it from perspective. You have certain companies. If you're making revenue of X and you can actually increase it to Y, you should be compensated for what you're able to do. It doesn't matter. If you're starting from a company from ground up or if uh, you're taking over a struggling company and helping them become something a lot better. All right, better. all right, so, so that's fine. But both points are, are valid, yeah. I mean, Adam Silver, he's made, he's made the NBA billions of dollars. How much is he making? I, I have no idea. He's but made. He, I mean, that's a different story. Because I, I'm, just he's saying, got I'm just saying. How long is he contracted for? How long is Adam Silver contracted for? Because I bet you the next contract that comes up, his salary is Adam Silver higher. just got a new contract maybe two years ago. Okay. And I think when they it's every five or in, seven years, I think it is five or seven but, years. And the revenue streams just, that he's creating is pretty unique, so he should be compensated for it. He didn't. And he's not making well any. He's not making anywhere. A lot of those things will come for, to uh, fruition here, especially with the uh, the deals with like MGM and the uh, the gambling, the fantasy sports, all that stuff that's being incorporated into the NBA. He was kind of the innovator in, in that aspect, just like you know, Dude, he created Goodell so was on the digital streams, streams uh, for the NFL. Dude, he created so many revenue streams. Name me another commissioner that sold the national anthem. And then also think about it from perspective. You know how much sold money Goodell saved anthem. the NFL? He did. You're laughing, Errol. He did sell the national anthem. The government was paying him to put on those elaborate pregame ceremonies. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Well... He sold the national anthem. Well, congratulations. Sold the national anthem. Not, not only, not only <laughs> that, not only that, Jeff. His salary, <laughs> do that. his salary is predicated to thirty teams putting into a pot X amount of dollars because they generate, you know, more than the NBA. That's that's why I was saying before. It doesn't matter what he's getting paid. Speedy, to everybody favor. else. Look at the general. It's, it's all predicated. See where the NBA is at, generated as far as money every single year, yeah, revenue, and look at the yeah, NFL, yeah, the yeah. revenue. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's easy to determine, right? Because both leagues basically have a 50% cap, right? 50% of the revenue needs to go to the cap. What's the cap in the NBA? $98 million. What's the cap in the NFL? $143 million. Hmm. So it's Listen, a big difference. It's a, it's, a, it's a good debate. It's a good argument, and that's what there makes sports. There is no debate. There is a debate. There's a guy that owns a company that is literally sitting there telling you that if his company generated $3 billion a year, he would but want that's one person. That's one person. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is that's one. That's one owner. Guys like Cook and Bezos. Obviously, they're well. I guess not Cook, but Bezos created the company from ground up. But if you take a look at guys like Jamie Dimon, who didn't create J.P. Morgan, um, and the the stuff that he's done for that company, I mean, yeah, he, he should be compensated handsomely for what he's done. Yeah, the NFL's a lot ahead of the NBA. Absolutely. What is that? It's hands over fist. Yeah, it's thirteen billion to seven point. Seven eight billion. Okay, it, this almost was a, double. This was in the sixteen seventeen season. I couldn't find it beyond that. What's baseball? 
I bet you it's higher now Face, with the. Baseball. I bet you it's higher now with the TV deals. The TV deals came in last year, so I bet you the NBA made at least three, four billion dollars more off of that. At least. Right, but right, but you can you can just go off the cap because those both of those leagues still have. The, Essentially, it's a percentage or two difference, but essentially, the revenue sharing is fifty percent. The owners get fifty percent of the revenue. The players. I understand that. I, I know how it works, Jeff. So I'm, just, not, I'm not an idiot. Right. I'm not right, an idiot. So just look at the caps. What's the cap in the NBA? Ninety-eight million. Mm-hmm. What's the cap in the NFL? One hundred and forty-three. I understand that. MLB reached that's ten billion. There's also more players. Twenty-seven. There's also more players in the NFL. You have to have to pay the, NFL, the NBA. And then what did the right. NFL reach? NFL was 13. $13 billion. Again, this was as of the there, 2017. Hold on one second, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. You have to pay 12 guys on a basketball team $98 million, and you have to pay 53 guys $140 million. That's a significant – that's a lot. That's a right, huge right. total. Right, right, right. Yeah, but it's also two different sports on, I, I understand on building a roster. I understand that. I understand that. I'm not questioning that. My, my, my argument here is – I'm not taking away from how what Roger Goodell has done for the NFL. But the NFL was already where they were before Roger Goodell came there. I mean, they were still the richest sports organization in the country. They were the richest. So, yes, he created revenue. So could – I mean, you could have figured Speedy. out ways if you brought a team in together. What, uh, so could you have, Jeff. Is there a way to take a look at yeah, how much revenue the Arrow NFL was doing in, say, like 2005? Yeah. Where they've gone from 2005 in comparison to 2017. I'm not saying that he didn't. I mean, you, I would hope that these... Gary Bedman revolutionized the game for the NHL. Even though everybody hates him, he revolutionized the game. He's the second oh, he highest paid commissioner. commissioner. I don't think and he's, he's the second worst paid commissioner. I don't think he's that bad, Jeff. Well, he's, he's changed that game dramatically. Terrible. Are you he's kidding me? He's the second highest paid commissioner in all of sports. I like Bedman. I think he's, he, he's I don't right. yeah, I don't think he's bad at all. Yeah. I mean he's he's I mean, trying he, he's, you he's gotta understand like one young. thing. Hockey is not that noticeable or recognizable in the United States because it was a Canadian sport that we you know, that we pretty much adopted. So just to bring it to where it's become is impressive. Yeah. I would credit Wayne Gretzky with growing the sport more than Gary Bettman. I would I would credit credit a lot of these uh, older players and younger a players. A lot of players, Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin. Right. I mean, I mean well, but I mean, but he's done a lot. Home. You know, expansion, trying to do things for a sport that's pretty. Seattle's much, getting a hockey team now. Just I take mean, a look how many Americans are playing in the I'm, I'm just I'm now. not a big Gary Bettman fan. I, I'm really not. But what's your gripe with Bettman? What What's my gripe? Yeah. I, I don't I don't feel any gripe. I think the best. What did he ever do to you? Uh, nothing. That's the problem. What's uh, considered a good commissioner? Because all these commissioners are making owners money. So I'm yeah, not understanding. And the, and the what's the gri- I mean, Granted, time, they may you know nobody may like them for whatever wheelings and dealings they have behind the scenes. Right. But the bottom line is, if you owned a, a, a professional franchise like and this guy's making you money, I'm sorry, you're not complaining. You only complain I mean, if I, he doesn't make you money. That's the great. I mean, I, then why are the owners reaching out there? For a long time. And why is everybody and and, and Jeff? Jeff that, that's where my question comes from. Why is it coming out? And it has come out in multiple different areas that there are not one, not two, but uh, many different NFL team owners that have oh, reached Kraft? out. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the names that have reached out to Adam Silver if he would be interested in being the commission, the new commissioner. I mean, the answer future is very commission. simple. Yeah, it's right? Kraft. It's Jones. <laughs> Who else? I don't know. I mean, the answer is super simple. Why they're, why they're going to get rid of Roger Goodell. He's horrible at handling 
the DV abuses that have gone on. Like he was terrible at getting the Ray Rice tape. He was terrible at hand- right. That's what it is. Stuff. The domestic yeah. violence you know, issues and suspensions he's fumbled but on. But it's not just that. And if you let me explain this mm-hmm. one, because I know Errol's going to go crazy no, when no. I say this. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you where he went wrong is when he went after Tom Brady because Tom Brady was proven innocent in a court. And then Goodell sued him to say, I'm the commissioner, I can do whatever I want. And the owners backed him up because it was the Patriots. But when time came for Ezekiel Elliott to get punished and he said, I'm the commissioner, I can do whatever I want, it pissed off then Jerry Jones. And then he started going after you know, other owners to rally against Roger Goodell, where if those owners had just stood up in the beginning and said, what you're doing to Tom Brady isn't right, you shouldn't just suspend him with no evidence. If they had done that to begin with and hadn't given him that power, they wouldn't hate him now. It's it's an interesting seg thought. It's very interesting. It's yeah. a very in- interesting thought, but also, he was the one that got rid of the Spygate t- t- tapes and nobody got to see those Spygate tapes. He uh, he completely burned them that nobody could see them. So but obviously... That's not, the, that's not the ruling that went against him. No, I understand that. He wanted to get back... Tom Brady... Tom Brady won his case in court. He got Roger Goodell got laughed out of court for bringing that case, and then he sued him again and said, "Well, I can do whatever I want. It's in the rule book." And then they all looked at him and they were like, "Yeah, it's the Patriots. Screw them." But then when it started to come to other people and other teams, they were not for that. Right, because I think that case cost you know the NFL a lot, a of, money. lot of money from yeah. the from the lawyer's perspective. It went to a grand jury. It went to oh, so many different things. Listen, in the grand right, I, the I think he's getting more. I think he's getting more heat on a domestic violence issues to where I think it's more domestic violence. Yeah, he's just, yeah. you know these suspensions just don't equate. Can, they don't equate. Uh, it just doesn't you make can any say sense. Whatever yeah. you want about the domestic violence uh, suspensions, and I'm going to agree with you. That's totally fine. But we all know the most powerful owner in the NFL is Jerry Jones, and the DV abuses had nothing to do with him. He got kicked off because of the Zeke Elliott thing. Uh, yeah, of course. It, it he was threatening to sue the league. Sure. He was threatening to... Dude, he was gathering owners to try to have a coup of the NFL. It was crazy. Yeah. The league is... It, it's It's funny when you when you see what's going on in the leagues, you know, as a fan, and watching what's going on. You don't know what's going on in these rooms or on a telephone call or anything like that. These guys are babies. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're probably more grown-ups than these guys are. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm serious. Maybe not speedy. <laughs> I mean, serious. I mean, seriously. When when you see when you hear some of these stories, I mean, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, uh, paying him off to try to hide what, what what was really going on. I mean, seriously, who cares? All right, just pay. They should have done this a actually, long time that's ago. That's the biggest. Actually, that's I the agree. biggest problem the NFL has right now, right? Because they paid him to be quiet. Mm-hmm. What if there was an email that went around that said, N- "No one, no one hire these guys." Mm-hmm. That's a major crime, dude. That's literally a crime. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah. cutting a deal with them that says no one can talk about it, I think people should be talking about it. I want to know what evidence they had because, truthfully, do you know how hard it is to prove collusion? Do you know how hard it is to prove that it's they blackballed him? It's near, dude. It's, it's impossible. nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. So why would the NFL settle? Mm-hmm. It makes you think that there was something there, doesn't it? Yeah, and they're saying that even though there's nothing to come out, there are people are saying that they paid Colin Kaepernick eighty million dollars to keep his mouth shut. Eighty million. That's what I versus the cost of keeping the whole process going. I mm-hmm. guess that's the most interesting thing. Too. Could you imagine that? But eighty think million about, dollars. Think about that. You couldn't come up with another. Uh, you couldn't come up with enough teams of lawyers and enough fees for your case to be defended for eighty million dollars. You couldn't. You, it, Look, why Colin, pay Colin million? won, right? Mm-hmm. He kicked their. He kicked their butt. Colin and Reed. 
Yep. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's what I'm saying, though, is they could have they could have hired lawyers for exorbitantly less than that. Why pay them if they thought they were right? You're absolutely right. Fair? You're absolutely right. Doesn't Th- make sense. Thanks, Jeff. But Goodell's worth forty million. You're crazy, Errol. <laughs> I, don't think, so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Who who doesn't think that the person who runs the company is worth forty million if you're generating? Oh, hold on a second. A First of all, he he runs the, the the corporation on how they bring in revenue. He doesn't run the company. He doesn't run the organ the team. Well, the team yeah, revenue, the team, you don't the have a run the. Uh... The NFL, the the NFL is saved them a lot of money on those concussion cases and keeping that stuff like in yeah, the dark. He, yeah, yeah, he's he a lot of shady stuff. He screwed so. a lot of people, but and threatened a lot of people to do hey, what he, he did. He works for the owners. He's a piece of garbage. He's a piece of garbage. Yeah, there's no doubt that he's garbage. I'm just saying, <laughs> who doesn't think that if you run a three billion dollar company, you're not worth four forty million dollars? Mm, His salary is completely justified. Yeah, I don't think so, but that's my opinion. But. I mean, listen. When it's hard when you're a working dude and you see that kind of money. No, it like, has nothing oh, to do I with that. My balls for, for, it has nothing to do know. with that. It has nothing to do with that. It really. I does. mean, you look at these other CEOs. It's comparable, man. It really is. Hmm. Thanks, Jeff. You know. Appreciate All right, guys, it. Mikey. I love that you're back, Mikey. You know what I'm saying? Talk some sense into this idiot. <laughs> Always my, well. Kiss Always my well. ass. Kiss my ass. Anyways, that's it for our show. Uh, we will be back on Monday, as you guys know. We are uh, we usually we used to do the show Monday through Wednesday, but we, we've changed it to Monday and Tuesday. I will be starting my new show below the mic next week. Uh, I'm working on wow. some of the content, some of the content right now. So uh, you guys will definitely stay tuned. It'll be Wednesday, and it will be at six thirty Wednesdays, six thirty to eight thirty at night. So it'll be at the same times, but it'll be a little bit. A little bit off, so it'll be it'll be an extra half an hour. It'll be a two hour show from six thirty. So um, I'm working on the content. I think you guys are going to really enjoy the content that I'm I'm working on with uh, Sean, and I, I think you guys are going to really enjoy the show. I really do believe you guys will enjoy the show. Um, and then uh, Cage Denim May will return on Thursday, which is um, two days from now, right? Today's Tuesday, right? Today's Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. So. Um, Thursday, Cage Denim May will return, um, which me, Rodney Harris, and Mike Washington will be talking MMA on Thursday night. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great show. Um, until uh, Thursday night, I'll see you guys then. 631-676-2968. WorldWideSportsRadio.com. Good night, everybody. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.